1: and welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. The podcast where we talk about everything that musicals can teach us. And we are back with a full contingency of hosts. We have three hosts in the studio right now. The always effervescent
2: Oh me, Julia <laughs> Arsenrager.
1: And Miranda Selwood is back from Europe oh, and directing back from things. Europe.
0: I have been in Europe where I've been speaking with the Europeans, and I'll say everything with this weird accent from now on.: So
1: you're like Madonna. Yes, <laughs> <clears throat> And with us back again in the studio to discuss another musical that he loves more than life itself is... Josh Tia. Josh Tia. Now, you have been a guest so many times that it's almost like we have to start getting you on as a, a, mm, a guest host sometimes. Yeah, and he's yeah. been a guest host once. It's true. Oh, that's right for that the bear episode. Because yes. mm.
0: someone wasn't there for that. Was that me? <laughs>
1: Oh look! Well, was it me that wasn't there? It was. Look, guys, Miranda's. I'm sorry.
0: You, I, you, you I live had a some
3: busy stuff
1: life
0: to do recently. Like we've just been busy. <laughs>
2: okay, and you don't need any more excuses. We've been busy.
1: <laughs> don't worry. Like the episodes
0: keep going out. But I, I have missed you all. And talking to the audience, not you. Right, you guys. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> I've missed the audience. Audience, I've missed you. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Good. Uh, Awkward silences (laughs) aside. So, Josh, when we first got you in, you did the Get to Know Quiz. Mm. When we second got you in, Mm. we all cast you in something. Mm. Now that we've third got you in, I think it's (laughs) time that you are, you cast us. I am in the
4: role of the caster. Yes, Yes. you are the caster. I am the caster. Okay.
1: You alone have the power to put any musical. On with one of us in it. Mm-hmm.
0: It'll be a good one because I don't want to do a shit show.
1: Well,
4: <laughs> let's start with Miranda Grisabella. then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you put me in cats, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill no you. No joke. So
4: um, I was maybe we, since we're talking about cats, we'll segue. I would cast Zayn. As the King God Daddy Cat. What is his King name? King God Daddy Cat. Old well, Deuteronomy.
3: Think oh,
2: old Deuteronomy. That's his Deuteronomy. name. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. That's who I'll I'll do I do that.
1: I would not turn it down. I don't despise cats. I don't understand You the wouldn't appeal. kick Old Deuteronomy um, so out of bed.
0: Did I recently see something on the interwebs about. We posted it, yes. A film version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Correct.
4: Of um, King McKellen.
0: Which. Included Ian McKellen presumably as as Old Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. I think that's good company, Zane.
3: It's I I mean, cats, but
0: I don't understand. Oh, I don't (laughs) hate the cast that
2: they've chosen. I just hate the idea. It just stinks. Do we really need two movie versions
0: of Cats? Does the, well, the other one isn't a movie version of Cats. It's, it's a film a filmed version filmed of, of the
1: stage. That's
4: mm. fine. I'm
0: okay with that. Is
4: it like the Disney live action version of Cats, where it's like you know how they now they take the Disney movies and they strip all the things that you love about Disney, like the songs, out of the show? <laughs>
3: I'm sure I don't know what and, you're
4: talking about, John. And then just refilm the whole thing, but with actual people and no cute animations.
1: Yes. Are, you, are you talking about The Jungle Book where, like, they took out a great song and put in a not great song for no particular reason? Are you talking
4: yes. about Beauty and the
1: Beast?
0: <laughs> are you talking about – we could do this for days. Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I I honestly think from what I've read it is like a film adaptation in the sense of an Into the Woods film adaptation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is the musical mm-hmm. done as a film, as a musical film, rather than, like, a weird mm. –
0: Like they're actually going to do- – film it in an alleyway full of junk
1: <gasps> maybe
4: yes imagine real life rats with cgi cats but
2: real life rats but they have to maybe, be in maybe in characters so much that they if you they see a rat they must chase it <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i'm saying maybe um like all of the character introductions where they you know instead of having gus the railway cat In the alleyway saying, Hey, I'm Gus the Railway Cat. There's actually a scene with a train and Gus (gasps) on the train. and he comes
1: from the train. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, so I think
4: it's kind of like a documentary musical situation where it's like cats cats. in their natural habitats.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What was that Meerkat show where they they filmed Uh, the Meerkats and then they voiced them all? It's like, Oh my God. Meerkat Manor. Meerkat Manor. 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 I want it to be like that. Can they please use real cats and then just voice them with those actors? Someone call sure. the, the, the film oh, industries.
4: We've got, a, we've got a thing for Dear them. Hollywood.
0: I know you're thinking about filming cats as a live action film. I, I have would like strong opinions. Some advice. Okay. I'm sure
1: Hollywood listens, so.
0: Okay, so Zane is going to voice Old Deuteronomy in the live action Cats.
1: Mm. Look, honestly, if someone was putting on a version of Cats and they were like, Zane, can you just come along and just do Old Deuteronomy? I'd be like, yeah, all right. I didn't, for sure.
0: I would be like, yeah, all right, but I get to ride the scissor lift.
1: Uh, (laughs) I just assumed that I would. I didn't think that not riding the scissor lift was an option.
0: Well, technically the only person who gets to ride the scissor lift is, you know, old Scrappy Cat. Oh. Because she dies. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys.
1: Don't worry. Cats is dead. It doesn't actually exist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so who are you casting either of the lo-
4: our lovely co-hosts? Well, I don't know if I'm biased because I'm looking at Miranda and she's wearing a Disney princess shirt, but I would cast Miranda. <laughs> I would cast Miranda as Mrs. Potts.
3: Oh, that's not <laughs> that is
0: not who I was
2: going to cast her as <laughs> when you said Disney. <laughs>
0: um, I I was wondering whether we were going down an Ursula. Me too, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm alright with this. Um, but what's funny about Mrs. Potts is that as we have regularly joked about on this podcast, my casting type is, I have been told once, is drunk mother and I continually keep getting cast in this sort of yeah. role so I'm starting to think it's true. And drunk mother means a whole other thing when you're a, a mother teapot. who's a
1: teapot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's not just tea and uh, the teapot, guys.
0: No, but also like... You're drinking you drink
1: mother. Tea. Mm. Uh,
0: Wait. As in the mother <laughs> has been drunk. Oh! Yeah. In the...
1: Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. If I have to explain,
0: wowzers.
1: But now, the one that might kill you,
3: Julie.
4: I would cast Julie Eisentrager as a sick combination of the Lucy the slut slash Kate monster duo from Avenue Q. All
2: right, I've been called back for Lucy before, so yeah, I'll take it.
0: You called back for just Lucy.
2: Yes, let's not get into this because (laughs) it's also something that you really passionately hate, so. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs)
3: Uh-oh. What have I
4: done? No, you've done the right thing (laughs) by by combining the two roles. Backs away slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't know history. (laughs)
0: How's your puppeting skills? Probably not great, to be honest. It's harder than it looks. It's very hard. It's very hard. Puppeting tip for all you young puppeters out there, or old puppeters, I don't know, middle aged puppeters.
1: Just puppeters. Just
0: puppeters of any I believe (laughs) they're puppeteers.
1: But by (laughs) all means, go on.
0: Um (laughs) here's my puppeting tip. We could make this a section in the show. Puppeting tips by Miranda (laughs) Sell. It's a whole podcast. Um, Oh, it is (laughs) just I know so much about puppeteering. <laughs> anyway, particularly for a show like Avenue Q, the having directed that show myself, um, one of the the best tips I can give to make puppeteering look cohesive with the performance is matching eye line with the puppet. A lot of people make the mistake of looking at the puppet as they're puppeteering, and if you're not also playing the same character, then that's that's fine. But if you're voicing the puppet, and interacting with other people on stage, the eyeline was the most important thing to get right. So you and the puppet are always looking mm. in exactly the same place. There you go. So there that you go.
1: only kind of counts in where you're visible as well. Like if the you're more just you like know. Un- invisible, it doesn't really matter where you're
0: looking. No. No, it doesn't. But now. a professional would match their eyeline anyway. I <laughs> know <laughs> no, you're under that <coughs> desk. Nobody can see
1: you. And- yeah, anyway. Hmm. What if you're what if you are Jim Henson inside Big Bird? Was Jim Very Henson
2: high. ever inside Big Bird?
1: Jim Henson <laughs> was always inside How Big did Bird. You he was make the original puppeteer.
2: <laughs> Just oh. to put emphasis on inside.
1: <laughs> Julie but- has one superpower and that is it. <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's take a break and we'll come back and we will start talking about the show of the episode that we have yet to mention. She loves me. Yes? She loves me. Didn't. So, what can you tell us about the musical She Loves Me, Josh? Hello. Well, Zane and company at the table. (laughs) Zane and company, the podcast.
2: No, Zane and Company at the table. The podcast.
4: <laughs> um, well, she loves me is a uh, musical adaptation of the play um, Parfumery, which is written, um, well was written by um, Miklos Laszlo, and he was a Hungarian playwright. And so um, the play entails the romance of two in love pen pals that do not realize that not only do they work together in the same perfume shop. Um, but they also hate each other's guts in real life, but they've got this sort of secret, you know, between the envelopes <laughs> romance going on. <laughs> between the
3: envelopes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and <laughs> that was a good one, Josh. And, um, <laughs>
1: and, um, this. <laughs> anyway. anyway, let's just take a moment and congratulate Josh on his wonderful joke.
0: <laughs> it was good. Congratulations, Josh!
1: And what else happened in his musical? And yeah, that's so- it. Are we recording? We yes. are. We are still oh,
4: recording. Right, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well. So, for those of y'all who um, are familiar with the the movie, you've got mail. Same story situation, so spoilers. But ish. With
3: the Same e-mail, ish.
0: yeah, with
4: the e-s, yeah. the e letters, um,
0: and that is very much centered around a whole bookshop situation where he's trying to like close down her bookshop. Mm. Yeah, so that's yeah. where it gets a little different. Yeah, but I'm so, uh, is there an equivalent um, tension dynamic? Don't yeah.
4: I've actually never seen you've got mail, so I can't comment on what the is
0: going on. It's you. Tom
2: Hanks, God. Oh, I want to get Tom Hanks number plates.
4: Okay. uh, (laughs) Anyways, um, so the musical um is uh, was composed by Jerry Bach. So he's the composer for Fiddler on the Roof. Fun Mm. fact. Yes. Um, the lyrics were written by Sheldon Harnick, and the book was written by Joe Masteroff. And so, uh, she loves me. Um, was uh originally um debuted on. Broadway on uh, the 23rd of April, 1963. And it ran for 302 cheeky performances. It later the next year um, made its debut in the West end um, on April 29. And it sadly only made 189 performances, which is super sad,
1: super popular.
4: Yeah. Hmm. Um, And the production um, was going to be turned into a movie version (laughs) In the late 1960s, and so MGM, um, which is the, the film studio with the lion that goes, Rah! <laughs> at the start of the movie.
0: Just, just <laughs> to be clear, if anyone's wondering, uh Rah! is what the lion
1: does. Yeah. If anyone's looking to cast a lion, Josh is available.
0: Nyah, <laughs> Um. Wow. This is funny because I went immediately to the Wizard of Oz.
4: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Wrecked. Um... Anyway, so they were going to um, mo- uh, movetize that, <laughs> that musical. And Julie Andrews was picked to be the leading lady. To
0: play Meg Ryan. Yes. yeah, <laughs> Yes. <Yep>. Or, Having- <laughs> you yeah, know, abolish.
4: And then, so anyways, um, at that time, though, as it was sort of getting into the main production of it, there was basically a shift in where MGM wanted to take the company and they wanted to go for a more youthful vibe and more um uh young people centered films and so because she loves me is a more very classical um, musical it's very got that very old school romance kind of vibe to it they actually canned um the production of the movie and it never actually made it to screen so we never got to see julie um the that, nerve yeah
0: i feel like the history of the show thing. really could have been different if that had had it had it been
4: made yeah especially with her as the leading lady
0: and it would have been it would have been more well known now yeah yeah Yeah. definitely so we would have seen more productions of it in the last 20 years and yeah yeah yeah. i
1: i will say the year that it ran on broadway it was up against some big names like that year because it lost the tony to hello dolly And also, that year was funny girl and high spirits. So, Mm. She Loves Me was up against some stiff competition that year.
3: Mm.
0: Stiff. Yep. Oh my God, Julie, stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what she's here for. I went away
0: for a month, right? And I come back, and this whole dynamic (laughs) has gone somewhere weird.
1: Look, Julie's Julie. What can you do? Tell us more about She Loves Me.
0: Well,
4: it's um uh, had its revivals happen on the Broadways and the West Ends twice. It also has um, a BBC abridged version for television. Hmm. Yeah, and little fun fact, um, in the 2016 revival, they actually did a live stream of the show. I think awesome. it was one of the final shows they did a live stream and that was the first time that's ever been done on Broadway.
0: It was amazing. Fancy.
2: Yeah. It was amazing. I've seen it. It was so good. Why haven't I seen it? Why haven't I seen it? Why? It's been taken down from where I saw it now. Oh. I know. Julie. I know. It was amazing. It made me cry from beginning to end. I was mm. like, it's so pretty.
4: It's a beautiful show.
3: <laughs> so uh,
0: that is one of the things uh, I'm not very familiar with the show, so this is fun. Um but one of the things that I do know about the show as far as reputation goes is that it's um often designed really beautifully.
2: Like mm. s- set wise, like oh amazing. Mm. So beautiful. I think
1: it is because it's its, it's kind of a, a simple story that doesn't call for any like be any specific set pieces. It can be interpreted it doesn't in a number of different go ways. Go
2: anywhere like it doesn't um in terms of yeah scene change it doesn't leave many places other than the perfumery and a restaurant
4: yeah Mm. because like in terms of the way the story is set, it's not so much it's not like a very showy show (laughs) for one because it's like a lot of the the dialogue and the the songs are really like character driven pieces and sort of really heartfelt numbers as opposed to being like razzle dazzle and Mm. so there's never yeah there's it's it really has that more intimate feel and so they, re- I think, to do to accommodate that, they have these really like delicious sets that are like very detailed, so that you really feel like you're immersed in that with the characters, as opposed to having like great big swathes of open stage where you can fan kick to your heart's content,
1: and <laughs> your heart is only content with a lot of fan kicking, Pretty much. because in 2016, it did the only Tony it won was scenic design. Um. Yeah. It was nominated for nine. Was nominated for nine, mm. but only won one. One one again up against a lot of competition. Some big hitters,
0: yeah. The,
1: the color purple, fiddler on the roof, and spring awakening. Mm. What? <laughs> that is that that though those were the revivals that year. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, I think it's yeah. always just kind of come out at a really time where it doesn't have a moment to stand out because even the '94 was up against carousel, damn Yankees, and Greece. Mm. So, yeah. Damn Yankees. Just just overlook. Damn Yankees.
2: Damn Yankees! One day,
1: Yankees. one day we will. And if we don't, well, I blame Trump.
0: We haven't <laughs> <laughs> We haven't yet recorded an episode about Damn Yankees then this
1: podcast isn't finished. <laughs> no, it's not finished. But damn Yankees doesn't mean it'll be finished. I'm oh gone. I don't know okay. what. I've, 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 I've talked myself into a corner. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, I think we'll take a break. We'll come back and we will talk about the plot. The of intricate Dan plot Yankees. of, no, uh, no, of <laughs> She Loves, loves Me. Yeah. All right, Miranda. Yes, tell, same? Us, tell us a tale of the story of She Loves Me.
0: I would like to tell you a tale about a beautiful summer day in Budapest in 1934.
1: Hungarian accent, please. So
0: it's seriously <laughs> set in Budapest. Why in my mind did I think it was set in like a New York department store?
4: Is it because you've only because everyone seen has very You've Got Mail?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've Got Mail is set in a bookstore.
1: Oh. I will say the 2016 okay. revival so is very American. This
3: is, why it's very, yeah. this is
0: why I wonder. So
2: they say George in the musical, right, for his mm-hmm. name. They call him George. But the Hungarian... Name that is here is not George, it's Georg.
0: Yeah. Georg. Georg. Like the sound of
2: music. Yeah. (laughs) Like the sound of music.
0: Well. Anyway. George. We're going with George.
1: Yep, George.
0: Okay, so the employees of the perfumery, which I always thought was like a New York department store, um, but apparently isn't, so scratch that, guys, um, arrive at work one morning and they sing a song about it because why wouldn't you?
1: you? That's how you open a store. Yeah. We sing a song yeah. while opening the store.
0: Yeah. They do it in all of the shows but that involve stores. A good song. Can <laughs> yeah. Little shop. Let's open the store. Yep. Let's sing a song about it. Let's Stop renovate now. the store.
1: Let's sing, sing a song, a song about, about it. We're never
0: going to get through the plot if we do this. <laughs> so there's a bunch of people working at the shop, and these people essentially create the cast of characters. Um,. Ladislav, oh, I'm going to struggle with these names, guys. I'm going to struggle. Ladislav, a fretful middle aged salesman with a family. I feel I need to point that out. Uh, a teenage delivery boy named Arpad. <laughs> Just Arpad? Such
1: Hungarian names. Arpad Lashlo.
0: Arpad. Um, <laughs> a 30 something, because uh, presumably this is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Because you have to point out how Her, old she yeah. is to also say that she is a single unmarried woman, because otherwise she would be. Someone's wife. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being really judgy she's about this 1930s um, <laughs> list of characters. A 30-something named uh, Ilona,
2: Ilona, Ilona,
0: who is having an affair. Oh, she's having an affair with the suave Stephen uh, and George, a shy assistant manager. He is uh, our leading man, the Tom Hanks of the story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Mr. Marachek.
1: Marachek.
0: Marachek. Is he the manager-manager?
1: Yeah, he owns the store, so they work at Marachek's Parfumery.
0: Oh, of course they do. Yes, they do. He arrives to open the store, and it is soon full with the sounds of selling. Is that another song? Because They haven't got it in brackets here. The sounds of selling. In a perfumery, I would think the smells of selling would be more important. But you can't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult to sing in the medium of smell. Uh, I get it. Okay. Uh, So uh, George has been exchanging letters with an anonymous woman who he only knows as dear friend. So they know each other by that same. Dear friend. Every time they write a letter. They are um, anonymous pen pals in a romantic fashion. So Ooh. they're having like a saucy letter exchange. It's like
1: sexting, but in the 1930s.
4: It's 1930s Tinder.
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so his, uh, George's boss advises him he needs to get married and then because... sings about the days gone by when he was a bachelor. <laughs> so it's, Is it it's a little bit of that messages. like um, you should suffer like the rest of us?
1: Yeah. It's like stop having fun, <laughs> you settle down. And you be miserable like me.
0: I think part of the problem is he isn't having fun. He's not man about town, is he? No. No. He's shy and, well, shy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Arpad is stocking the shelves with a new musical cigarette case and the boss insists that uh, they manage to sell at least one of these cases within the hour. A nervous young woman, Amalia? Amalia. 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 Uh, comes in hoping to uh, get a job in the perfumery. Uh, When George tells her that they're not hiring, she demands to speak to the manager. Does she have speak to the manager haircut?
4: She could. She doesn't. Interject, what's a speak to the manager haircut?
1: It's like, uh, you know, like Velma Kelly's Bob in the Mm -hmm. movie? Like that, but blonde Mm -hmm. uh, with like dark streaks. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah
2: oh wow it's an actual thing i'll pop it on
1: facebook (laughs) oh
0: my i didn't mean to you know make a thing about it um anyway she takes one of the cigarette cases and convinces a customer that it's a musical candy box to keep your (laughs) cigarette um that plays each time it's opened and uh basically sells it to them through song the manager is impressed and immediately hires her. Done. So now um, we surely will discover that she is dear friend.
1: <gasps> dear friend.
0: Yeah. Um. And now she and George work in the same perfumery together.
4: But they don't know anything.
0: They don't know. Stop spoiling it. Watch Watch. Um. So she's um Amelia. Did I say it right? Amalia. Amalia. Oh, my God, I'm so terrible. Amalia is Meg Ryan in this situation. Correct. But she doesn't own a bookshop. There's no bookshops in this story. No. As summer turns into autumn and then into the early days of winter. This is written beautifully. Thanks, Wiki. Uh, Tension grows in the shop. Everyone's at odds. Everyone's short-tempered. Um, uh, George is in trouble and George and Amalia are bickering constantly. Amalia. Amalia. <laughs> I will say it however I wish. I could be using the proper Hungarian pronunciation. You are
3: absolutely not.
0: <laughs> and I'd like to point out to everyone that I just used the word pronunciation ironically. <laughs> I know that's not Before how
2: other sounds. people pointed it out. To yeah. Her. <laughs> just... <laughs>
0: Going with the gag. Okay. Uh, George finds solace in his anonymous romantic pen pal, not suspecting that the correspondent is uh, none other than Meg Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Their fellow employees observe their bickering and Sipos, did we meet him earlier? Yes, Ladislav. Ladislav, Ladislav, the fretful middle-aged salesman, with a family, um, <laughs> explains to the younger R-Pad that they argue because they unknowingly like each other very, very much. That
1: classic romantic trope.
0: Yeah. Boys pull girls' pigtails because they like them.
1: Also because pigtails just a boring option. Well, like, course. Put, oh, put some effort in ladies. Okay, so
3: <laughs> maybe I'm just this is saying gone.
1: <laughs> just saying as a boy that didn't pull girls' pigtails because he liked them. Though I don't actually you remember. You just
2: pulled them because they were a horrible fashion show
1: Yes, though I can't actually remember pulling anyone's big tails. Okay, okay. back to on. the
0: story. Uh, so the um, RPAD naively suggests that they tell them. And um, Sipos says you know, they'd never believe it, which is probably true. Anyway, uh, finally, in early December, we're in a pre Christmas, very romantic mm. era.
4: The whole Christmas situation becomes important for the storyline because yeah. they're in a shop, you know, gets busy that time oh, of year. Oh,
0: true, mm. true, true that. Uh, the dear friends arrange to meet in person. Um, Marashek, I'm waiting for confirmation that I have pronounced it again, That's correct. <laughs> humiliatingly dresses down George for some issue um, and George tells Sipos that tonight he will meet his his pen pal love. Um, meanwhile, Amalia.
1: Amalia. Amalia.
0: Shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, Amalia.
3: Yeah, yes, yep.
0: like, <laughs> <ding>, <laughs> That even though she hasn't met her pen pal yet, she knows him very, very well and uh, sings about it. So they each get a song saying, I'm going to meet this person who I've never met before, which is hilarious for the audience because they know. They know. know. The truth. Um, so George is now arguing with the manager when it becomes obvious that uh, he's about to be fired. Um, Sipos knocks over a stack of the uh, musical cigarette boxes to distract him, because you know, if your boss is upset and about to just, fire somebody, the just best thing you can some possibly inventory. do is just ruin the store <laughs> to distract them, and then they'll completely forget about firing that person and fire you instead. <laughs> Uh, Is that what happens?
1: You have have a family, Ladislav. You need to think about them.
0: Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't fire um, him for knocking over the cigarette boxes, but he does uh, move his anger. Um, Sipos tells George that no replacement would treat him as well as George does. I don't know what that sentence means or where it comes from.
1: Well, because George treats Ladislav well. Right. And so Dude. Vardasav Dude. wants to keep him there. Oh,
0: right. I yeah. get it. I get it. Um, and he sings a song about it. Uh, the boss insists that everyone stays late to decorate for Christmas. Stay late. You decorate for Christmas. angry people decorating for Christmas. It's
1: red everywhere. Yes.
0: But Meg Ryan says she has to <laughs> leave early to meet her date. And George also asks to leave. Um, but the boss refuses to let him go. George angrily quits. So he gets saved from being fired and then quits anyway. What a freaking jerk.
1: Just rubs some <laughs> salt into um, And everybody, everybody his very rooms.
0: sadly says, goodbye, George, in song. Okay, here we go. I'm going to say her name again. Meg Meg leaves clutching (laughs) a copy of Anna Karenina with a rose in it. So that's uh, her blind date, can identify her. And I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the book they use in You've Got Mail.
1: I don't think it's Anna Karenina. But it is a book and a
0: rose, same, Hmm. exact same. So that must be from the source material, do we assume? Um, She wonders, will he like me? Meanwhile, inside the shop, who's this? oh, Stephen, who's having the affair yep. with the 30-something Alona. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, he, you know. He try, begins trying to seduce her
1: <clears throat> in the shop.
0: That seems awkward. Um, they make a date, but when the manager insists that they close the shop early, Cordelli realises that he has time for a 9.30 date that he had previously scheduled, presumably with somebody else.
1: Absolutely. Oh my else.
0: gosh, these boys. Uh, so he postpones his date with Alona and she angrily declares that she will never fall for another man like him again. In but song. not like that.
2: <laughs> At all.
0: Not in a witchy tone that just did it in. <laughs> um, George is all nervous and sweaty, probably, and asks um, <laughs> Sibos to give um, his date a note explaining why he couldn't come. Oh, my gosh, we're still in Act 1, but we're almost there. Uh, Mr. Marashek's private investigator, I do not even know he had one, enters the shop and tells him that about the affair that Codelli's is having um, with his wife. That was really loud. Uh, it's revealed that Marashek had assumed that George was the one right. having an affair with That's his wife. That's why was picking on him. Which is why he was very angry. Um, The investigator leaves and Marashek's wife calls to say she'll be out late. Wink. That's usually your line, Julie. Winky face. (laughs) Winky face. Marishek points a gun at his head and pulls the trigger. (gasps) As Arpad enters the shop, this has turned into like a wild gun romance. Mm. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, uh, in the Café Imperial, the head waiter is trying to maintain a romantic atmosphere as Arpad, um, May, Ma, waits with her book. <laughs> uh, that
2: is also oh. usually my shticks. So.
0: <laughs> George is supposed enter and are shocked to realise that she is George's date. So now he knows, but she mm. doesn't. Much like You've Got Mail. Um, <laughs> basically go watch You've Got Mail, interpret it without a bookstore and instead with perfume. And, and lots of songs. And put in songs and a beautiful set design. Yep. And apparently somebody getting shot, which I'm fairly sure doesn't happen in the film. Okay. I um, don't remember it happening in the musical, to be honest.
1: No one gets shot. He 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 points a gun and pulls the trigger, but it's not loaded. Mm.
0: Right. So uh, much like mm. Tom Hanks does, George sits at the table with um, Meg Ryan uh, <laughs> and mocks her a little. Um, they argue, he leaves, the cafe closes, end act one.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm. Poor Meg.
0: Whew. Let's do act two next Did week. you just say tired. end of act one? <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: No, act is a bit shorter.
0: Act two is much shorter. I'm going to need a marshmallow. So the next day, uh, Mr. Marashek has survived his suicide attempt, um, and Arpad comes to visit him in the hospital. He shoot himself in the head and not do it right.
1: Uh, that seems to be what is implied. I yeah. Think, I think what's implied is that, um,
4: as because like um, Arpad enters the shop as he sees Marashek raising the gun to his head, and so I think it's insinuated that Arpad goes to push him the gun out of his hand and then he like he still shoots himself somewhere in his body right. but like doesn't actually give the
1: fatal blow to right. himself. Yeah, So it was loaded. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: yeah. yes. Uh, Mershik is impressed with Upad's hard work and Upad begs, begs to be promoted to sales clerk. I just want to sell some perfume. Uh, George also stops by. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, um, and the wounded Marashek apologizes to him and asks him to return to his job. So George's got his job back. Arpad's um, on the career track now. Their <laughs> boss is probably going to be out of hospital soon, uh, and Godali's getting fired. Like seriously.
1: And Amalia.
0: Oh, she's a bit. Oh, she's called in sick. She yes. has. She's... I tell you, Meg Ryan gets the flu. <laughs> <laughs> She does. The a whole thing with it's tissues. It's a beautiful scene. George is worried about her and visits her at her apartment. She fears he has come to spy on her and tell the others that she's not really sick. So she attempts to get out of bed and get ready for work. I probably would have just, you know, done a better job of pretending you were sick. Anyway, George sees that she's actually truly sick and forces her back into bed and presents her with a gift, vanilla ice cream. Uh, she is going to sing about the ice cream later. She is. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you that that is probably the most done song out of this show as far as repertoire goes.
4: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people know that song, but they don't know it comes from this show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Vanilla Ice Cream, look it up, ladies. Yes, uh, it's worth it. It's a good one for a soprano who's looking for a character song.
2: It's worth having in your repertoire. Yes. Anyway, we'll It's talk already got about me a role, just pleasure. saying.
0: Oh, well done. Well done. Um, He apologises for his rudeness the previous night and, um, well, I've skipped a line, tells him that, wait, but she tells him that he was right about her date because if her pen pal had really loved and cared for her, he would have turned up. George, meaning well, makes up a story that he saw some old fat guy <laughs> um, looking into the cafe. George says the man told him that he had to work and couldn't meet his date, and George surmised that that must be him, so she 's surprised to find that she enjoys her spending her time in conversation with George, and when he leaves, she starts to write a letter. But all she can think of is that <gasps> ice cream winky face. Twinky yeah. Um <laughs> George joyously decides that she loves me. Title song, everyone.
1: Title song. The, what? Miranda said title song. I can't say titular song. T- yes.
0: song. She loves me. <laughs> um, at <laughs> back at the perfumery, Anona explains to Sipos that she has gotten over Codaly. That's it. That wench. I mean, opposite of what's a man wench? Lunch. <laughs> um, a, a
1: mensch? He's a man. No, that's, that's like a great guy.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, the, the previous night she went on a, a trip to the library, which is also an occasionally done song, quite clever, um, where she met Paul, a kindly optometrist.
2: Oh, yes, great song. Kadele
0: says goodbye to everybody, um, saying, yep, nice knowing you. Um, it's 12 Days to Christmas. The employees are all busy. There's a lot of shopping going on. George and Meg Ryan enjoy each other's company. They're really getting along. On Christmas Eve, Meg tells George she has invited her pen pal to spend the evening with her and her mother. Oh, that's not going where I thought it was. She invites George as well and hesitatingly he accepts. Um, It's going to be a bit awkward for him to be two people at the same gig. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard for anyone to be two people in the same room. Yeah.
4: It's going to be like at that at the ep- same time. It's going to be like that on ep- um, that scene in Mrs.
3: Doubtfire, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, where she goes to dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. This is going to be fun.
0: Woo! Um, Mr. Marashek returns to to the shop after coming out of hospital, I assume, and Alona announces her plans to marry Paul. That night, gosh.
1: No, oh. Except with the proposal that night. Oh, right, okay. So not like get married that Sheesh. night.
0: Sheesh. Um, even though he doesn't know about it yet. Um, <laughs> Sipos leaves to join his family because, remember, he has a family. It was very important <laughs> right at the beginning. Um, and um, Marashek takes the young Arpad out for a night on the town because that's what uh, bachelors do, I suppose. Marashek uh,
1: join- isn't a bachelor. Oh, oh that's right.
0: Though his wife right. was his cheating wife, on yeah, him with yeah. someone. Uh, George helps Meg Ryan with her packages as she leaves the shop and accidentally drop one of the musical cigarette boxes. <gasps> Again. Oh, romantic. Um, she intends to give it to her pen pal in inverted commas, but George says he'd really like it. Why don't you give it to me? It will remind him of the day that he first met her. Things are really working out between the two of them. He admits that he's always thought of her as the sort of girl he could fall in love with, and she confesses to having similar feelings. La, 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 la. I love
2: you. I have similar feelings.
0: <laughs> um, George takes one of her letters to a dear friend out of his pocket and begins reading it aloud, she realises and finally understands that George is dear Dear friend. Friend. Dear friend. And they embrace, which is kind of disappointing. I guess in more modern productions, there'd be like a bit of tongue.
3: And they'd be (laughs) like... (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, it's it's hard because they're heading they to spend an evening with her out. mother, okay. so nothing can <laughs> so really if happen that's there. that's where you
2: think it's going to go in more modern productions, what happens
0: when we get even further into the future?
4: <laughs> they ascend together.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it all works out in the end. If you want to know more about the plot, watch you've got now. Mm.
1: <laughs> or, or see a production. <laughs> she loves it.
2: Or produce one so we can put it on. Okay.
1: okay. And finally... It's pronounced Amalia.
2: Amalia Bolish.
4: Meg Ryan.
1: Control F.
3: (laughs) Find (laughs) all. Meg
4: Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) Amalia.
1: (laughs) All right, Julie, tell us about the music.
2: Good morning. Good day. Isn't this a beautiful day?
1: I have a very clear favourite song in this show.
2: Do you? What's yours?
1: It is well, it is the tenor's song, the solo She Loves Me. Oh. I think it's super fun. Super fun and, and
2: I think Codali's song's more fun than that.
1: Alright, you can have an opinion.
2: It's not my favorite song, but <laughs> I think it's more like fun
1: to that to
4: In the twi- do? in the twenty sixteen revival album edit Are you talking about um Lona Ilona, the song? yeah because like it's it's interesting because in the 20 I feel like for the 2016 revival what they did is they really like if you listen if you compare the two the original Broadway production and then the new 2016 revival the 2016 revival is a lot more jazzed up mm. so they've really like they've kind of they've,
2: which I like
4: yeah and it's awesome um and I fe- but I feel like um if you were to just repeat the show um as per like the the original orchestration it it doesn't have the same um energy yeah yeah. It, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, um I think my favorite I don't know, I think my favorite I really like sounds while while selling yeah, which is silly but true
1: it's a clever so song
2: sounds while sounds while selling is the second song, and it's um basically the repetitive nature of retail. Sure. Please come again soon. Come again. I mean, again, it's full of, thank of you. fun songs.
1: Like a, a lot of them are. Like there there aren't a lot that like I, I find myself singing. But there there aren't a lot of skipping songs in this one for me.
2: Yeah, I don't skip anything. I play it it's full through. But I'll give you a little rundown. So, "Sounds Worth Selling" and then "Thank You, Madam," which I think is actually what I just sung. Yeah. Thank you, Madam. Please come again soon. Days gone by, Marek Mar- um, no More Candy, Amalia. Three letters, Amalia and George. Tonight at eight. That's a nice little one for a tenor too. Mm. Actually, really good. I would do that if you were auditioning for My Fair Lady in the role of Freddie. I would yeah. sing that song.
1: That would be a good
2: one. Da-da, tonight at eight. Um, I don't know his name, Amalia and Ilona. Cute again and really good female duet. mm uh, perspective, Sipos. I don't remember much about perspective.
4: It's the one. Um, he's basically like so in that song. He, what he's doing is he's telling, um, George, don't get fired because if you get fired, then the boss doesn't have anyone to target except the next person <laughs> under you, oh. yeah, which, which is, is me. <laughs> So right. don't get fired because we don't mean anything. It's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an existential crisis song because he's just saying like we all mean nothing. So stop bitching and moaning about getting treated on badly by your boss and just do your job and do don't get job. fired. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: goodbye, George. Which is customers and the clerks. It's kind of cute too. Um, will he like me, Amalia? And then i sorry. How's that pronounced, Amalia?
1: Well done. I heard it was pronounced Meg Ryan. <laughs>
2: oh, sorry, did I pronounce it wrong? It's hard reading Hungarian sometimes. Um, Ilona it was Kodali. I yeah, again, when you watch the choreography between um, the in the 2016 revival, it's really really cute. And yeah, a We'll talk about who does it later. But seems cute. I resolve Ilona. A Romantic Atmosphere. Oh, yes. A Romantic Atmosphere. So this is the only one that's sung by someone other than one of the leads. And it is a solo, basically, yeah. for this person. It's like
1: random guy. Just pops Random in.
2: guy called Meta D gets to pop up, sing this whole A Romantic Atmosphere song. Quite a com- comedic song as well. Another good one to sing if you're auditioning for a ca- like a male character role. Um, Tango Tragique. By George again! George, just
1: stop making fun. I don't remember it. Like that. you go, this this <sighs> the this musical could be over in Act One. Yeah, it's like <laughs> George, you know what? Just, just tell us
2: if you can see it, do it. That's oh it. wait, that sounds really bad.
1: That's, 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 that's all you got to <laughs> do,
2: <laughs> Mister No Will Mister Noak. Will you please, Amalia and the waiter, um, and dear friend Amalia, Aww. which sets up. Vanilla ice cream. Then we have, for Miranda, the on
1: Woo! You have an on but no overture in this one.
2: Uh, this is the prelude but no no overture to speak. And then Try Me, which is R-Pad, um, a good young male song.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, Probably like a Newsies audition Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing.
1: it does feel that. It yeah, does feel like a Newsies song.
2: Uh, Days Gone By, reprise, which is Marichek. Where's My Shoe, <laughs> Amalia and George. Vanilla Ice Cream, Amalia, She Loves Me, George, A Trip to the Library, Ilona.
1: That's a great song. Cute mm. little character song yeah. too.
2: Uh, all... I think
1: I think Vanilla Ice Cream, She Loves Me and Trip to the Library, just a fun little trio just mm. like stuck right together. In and the too. cute
2: thing about all, majority of the music in She Loves Me is that it is... Even the serious stuff is still kind of character singing.
3: Yeah. It's mm. still
2: fun and it's still funny. It's not like, I saw him one time and now I'm in love with him. Am I going to get married and how will I live without him? Kind of crap. So, yeah, it's good.
1: <laughs> mm, a little bitter about Les like, Mis, I feel. <laughs> no,
2: not Les Miz, Just if you, if you really stop to think about it, that's almost every musical. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, grand Knowing You, Kodali. And another one of my favourites, 12 days to Christmas, 12 days to Christmas, and it gets faster and faster the less days there are towards Christmas.
1: I really think it's a a fun song, but it's a really weird song to end this show on. Like it's it's the last song other than the the finale. Yeah,
2: the finale is the end end. (laughs)
1: Like usually because that's it's by all – Accounts, a a charm song Mm -hmm. about working in retail at
3: Christmas. (laughs) 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 Everyone loves working in retail at Christmas.
4: I think like more in terms of the context of the show, it's more about like what's going on in the shop. Because it's kind of, it's sort of like, it's that building, like there's the chaos of them all doing the end of year wrap up for the shop and customers being insane and going through and buying heaps of stuff. And it's, you've got them coming together um, Amalia and George coming together amidst that chaos yeah yeah which absolutely a, yeah
1: but uh, like, I would definitely see like, like she loves me being the like the final song where like him finally making a decision I see what you're saying yeah like, like a it decision could be being made? Put,
2: yeah it should be put last probably but yeah then you have finale George and Amalia which yeah. kind of ties it back but yes beautiful stuff Super and It good hasn't to changed much
1: between iterations either. Like mm. there haven't been a lot of like cuts and replacements. No, as and mm.
2: as Josh said before, it's more the sound that has changed a mm. little bit.
4: But I still, what I really like about even in the twenty six revival, it still has this really great classical vibe to it, which you don't really get anymore.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it,
2: that's why I think I'm so in love with it is because it is yeah. that classic sound. And I can steal from it for editions. Okay, thanks.
0: It seems almost sung through. There's so many songs scattered through it, but it still has a solid book. Yes.
4: Yeah, there's still a lot of dialogue. Yeah, despite the the multitude of sangs.
2: Multitude of (laughs) sangs.
1: All right, well, now that we're done talking about the multitude of sangs, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about who's been in it and when. So, the original Broadway cast nineteen sixty three not a lot of these names still mean much to me,
2: neither. Ooh.
1: but let's go through them anyway. Ooh. So uh, Barbara Cook, now she was uh, she's known for Condide, the original Condide in fifty six mm. and the music man in fifty seven. yeah uh, she was she played Amalia in sixty three. Uh, George Nowak was Daniel Massey, Alona Ritter was Barbara Baxley, and Stephen Cadali was Jack Cassidy. Hmm. Now, Jack Cassidy, um, do you know Jack Cassidy? Because the name rings a bell to me, but I can't. Um.
2: So I am on his Wikipedia page right now, and it's not great because <laughs> it's like got. Okay, so under tab three, personal life, it goes marriages and children, mental health, sexuality. And I'm like, oh, mm. this is awkward. So I don't know what he was known for, but in terms of what he's done, there's not a great lot.
1: Right. Well, the 93 Broadway revival, Amalia Balish was played by Judy Kuhn. Mm. So she was most famous for voicing Pocahontas. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh.
1: Uh, so George Nowak was uh Boyd Gaines, Alona Ritter was Sally Mays, and uh Stephen Codley was Howard McGillan.
0: Oh yes, Howard, yes. Howie. Do you, do you,
1: call you know him Howie. Howie. Nope. No, no, not a fan yeah, of Howie. Yeah,
0: I can't believe you
2: don't know Howard McGillen. Whoa. He
1: he he last a couple of weeks ago okay. he was in Drood. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Known for his role as John Jasper and Drood and been, uh, for being the longest-running phantom in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom really? of the Opera. Oh, Yes.
3: Somebody has to be, I guess. Somebody's Someone does have to
2: be. Be quick on the wiki some days. <laughs> Kiss of the Spider Woman, Mac and Mabel.
1: Oh, yeah, he was in Kiss. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the 2011 concert because this has some big names in it. Kelly O'Hara oh. as Amalia. Yeah. Josh Radner as George.
2: What? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so my yeah. first, like, thing with him being connected to musical theatre at all is the rise, raise, rise, rise. Rise. The yeah. – New TV show. I didn't know he was actually in musical theatre.
1: Yeah, so Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. That's that's him, uh, Josh Radner. Jane Krakowski as Alona Ritter. Mm. And Gavin yes. Creel as Stephen Curdley. Oh,
2: Yeah. Um, in various
1: Demodition. other roles, we have Victor <gasps> Garber, Tom McGowan, Rory O'Malley and Peter Bartlett.
2: So good. Good picks.
1: In the 2016 revival, we keep Jane Krakowski. We keep Gavin Creel. Uh, and we keep Peter Bartlett, but in um, in the role of Amali, we have Laura Bonanti. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and we have Zachary Levi has yeah. George. So that ooh, Miranda's smiling at me knowingly. What? Oh no, it? no, just,
0: just yeah. that's that's pleasant.
1: It is. I, I think he was really really well cast. It's a strong it's a strong album that one. Yeah, and yeah. then
2: you look at the 2016 London revival, and you go, "Huh? Who? What? Where? How?" <laughs>
1: Do you, do you say how? Because usually it involves casting agents and auditions. Oh, that'd be um. great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, if you have any other people who have been in it that you that we have missed, please let us know. Because like, especially when it comes to British casts, I don't have a very a very broad no. pool to uh. Let us scream at us from. a little
2: bit if you're like, oh my god, you don't know who Catherine Kingsley is? How rude is that?
1: Or Scarlett Strallen.
2: True. She has
1: a great name.
2: Yeah. Also, Catherine Kingsley has no photo on Wikipedia.
3: That's not her fault.
1: That's Wikipedia's fault. She could fix it. She could. But while she fixes it, we should take some time away from the podcast, have a little Mm -hmm. break, we'll come back and we will talk our Dreamcast.
0: Josh T.
2: Dreamcast.
1: Who's your Dreamcast? Who is it? I'm, I'm I'm keeping it, Julie. You might want me to delete that, but no, I'm not. I don't want you to Good. delete it. I did it's it on in there purpose. Now. It's forever.
2: Um, as as Kodali, I would dearly love to see Zach Efron.
4: Oh, that would be delicious, as wouldn't Kodaly. it? Kodali,
2: Kodali's Ilona's
0: one. Yeah, having yeah. the affair. Yeah, oh, Zach.
2: I feel like you <laughs> could you could do that song with with your pants off. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Wait, isn't the goal usually to get him shirtless? Isn't
2: I I've really upped the game. <laughs>
1: okay. Just like totally nude. And he's just the only one that's always nude. No explanation. And then made. yeah,
2: there's no what? no always mention nude? of it. This is ridiculous. No mention of it. But you guys need to stop. <laughs> how they make sales.
1: Well, uh well, let's just let's start with the big ones. Amalia and George. Who who do we want to put in put there?
2: Apart from myself and
1: Josh. Apart from yourself and Josh. Okay.
4: The, the problem with casting Amalia is that she's just
1: like a super legit soprano. I've done
2: it. Betsy Worf.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. I agree. Super legit soprano. Josh seems conflicted still. One, I don't know who
4: Betsy Worf is, so I can't comment <gasps> on that. This is oh where man. I like hide under oh, the table because things are going to get pelted at me. Shame.
2: <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, she but, um, is like an operatic voice. Should she choose to use it?
4: Mm.
1: Should she? Should yeah. she?
2: Should is it she? be needed? She's got it.
4: Is she a Broadway's person? Yes, very much absolutely. is. Oh. Yes. Featuring in such shows slash roles Waitress as.
2: Waitress as Jenna. Oh. Uh, Rosa in the Mystery of Edward Drood. Um, Kathy <laughs> in the Last Five Years. Oh, really? Really?
4: Really. Well, okay, because in terms of celebrities, I couldn't think of. I feel like the default, if you were to just pick a celebrity.
1: Make Ryan. <laughs> Can Meg Ryan sing? Slash, does she exist anymore? I do She might like, have expired. What do you mean does she exist? <laughs> I mean, anymore, I can mean, you know, So she's her gone own. back
0: to her home planet. What the hell? <laughs> she might be I mean, dead. I, was, I don't
1: know. I was I am legitimately, is she retired from performing?
2: No. No um, occupation. Years active, eighty one to present. Uh,
1: she's not dead. You know, look her up on IMDB. Meg Ryan, IMDb. Are you still doing anything, Meg Ryan? No, Meg she's Ryan. doing
0: movies and she's like producing things. Oh. Surely it's well, 2010 good. to the present. That can't be good. Oh my gosh, you guys!
1: Uh well, her last it. movie was Ithaca as I've Miss Macaulay in
4: 2015.
0: Anna Kendrick and she loves me.
4: Well, that's what. That's what. Funnily enough, that was what I was going to say. Oh yeah, she's with because me. if you need a girl to sing, apparently. In Hollywood, you
0: just get Anna. You just get Anna Kendrick to do it.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see Anna Kendrick
0: in this at all. Um, Can I cast Sutton though? Yeah. Like when we reset it in the American department store because she- As who though?
4: It's in like a Target.
1: As Amalia? (laughs) No,
2: like- um, I could see her as a loner, but maybe not
0: Amalia. Like
1: Sax or something. I think she could be either. I think she could do either, though- See Alona, I I feel is more of a character than Amalia. Mm. Yes. So, and even though like she is aging out of it now, I think like a Megan Mullally would be. Don't worry, you are much younger than Megan Mullally, <laughs> You don't have to cry yet. <laughs> um, why, why? Why? Yes. Yes. Megan Mullally's in her fifties.
2: Oh, I'm. I thought you were talking about Megan Hillity. and I was like, <laughs> I don't think so.
1: No, no not Megan Hilty. I uh, uh, Megan Mullally. Right. Um, Correct. Yeah. I and, love Megan Mullally. And my pick for Amalia because you like to put Zac Efron and everything. I've decided that I have one person I like to put in every show, <gasps> and it is Audra McDonald.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. I want her as
1: Amalia. Yeah, beautiful. She has. She Are has we going to age legit... up
2: all the? Ca- let's just age yeah, up all the cast I think then. So. Mm.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Any other strong feelings? Um, oh, we have we cast a George?
0: No. We need a delightful tenor as a George.
1: We do need Hugh a Jackman.
0: Okay, <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you?
2: If we're going to age up the cast uh, with Audrey McDonald as Amalia, let's put John Barrowman as George.
4: <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I love John.
2: You're or all maybe, welcome. Or maybe
4: Yui. Yui McGregs. No. No, I
2: want someone that can sing. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs>
4: I beg your pardon, what is the Moulin Rouge?
2: Highly edited.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong.
0: You used Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. Oh,
2: oh sorry.
1: Uh, can I say Roger Bart for Marichek?
0: Yes,
2: you can. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes, you may. Yes. I approve. <laughs> Sometimes I get Roger Bart and Gary Beach confused. I mean, like, not anymore, but... <laughs>
1: Oh, R. I. P. Um, but like also John Lovitz, but I'm not sure if he has the singing chops for it. Ah,
3: mm.
2: uh, he's a bit okay, not violent as a person, but like he's very brash.
1: Yeah, very brash. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I don't think Marachek is quite that brash.
1: No, 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 no. But you know, I think he has he has the face to pull it off.
2: You know, one line that I remember throughout my entire life that John Lovitz actually said in League of Their Own. What? Going home for a little pickle tickle and then I'll be on my way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: as a child, because that was my favorite it still is my favorite show uh movie. Maybe. Um I as a child used to repeat that over and over and over and over because I thought it was like <laughs> pickle tickle Seriously, mum and dad, dropping yeah. the
4: ball.
1: Insightful. <laughs> <laughs> but can I say, give, giving her her due, I think Jane Korkowski as a loner is a
3: pretty oh, perfect so spot, spot on, on casting. Yep.
4: Yeah. I feel like for a bit of a laugh, I would cast Fran Drescher in that
1: role. What's wrong with you, man? As a
0: laugh. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy
1: think it. in a concert version, I think you could, she could pull it off. Yeah. I yeah. think it should
2: be called She Loves Me for a Laugh and then we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I think we've exhausted. I exhausted our dream here. So, Broadway, you're welcome. Make it happen. We'll come back and we'll talk about top five lists. If it were to appear on a top five list, <laughs> what top five list or top five lists would she loves me belong on?
2: It's on my personal top five favorite mm. musicals. Really? Yeah. Getty. Top five favorite Julia about musical.
4: Yeah. All Mine right. too. I think it's my it's my second.
1: Like I really like it. I don't It's my second too. I <gasps> love it. Mm. And so <gasps> I, I want you to I want you to know that. I really like it. When I say it belongs on the top five low stakes musicals, I don't want you to think that that's a criticism. What do you mean
2: by low
0: stakes?
1: By by low stakes, I mean like they're not saving Paris. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not like <laughs> there is any world other ending. It's it's not like. Oh my god. That's
2: my why world I like has it. Fallen apart. That's why I like it because it's not overly dramatic yeah, and they're it's, it's not whinging very, about anything. They're just like, here's a story. Enjoy this it's story. It's
0: personal.
2: It is.
1: And, and like I would put legally I would put legally blonde in kind of low stakes musicals as well. What are well. you
0: talking about? That is super high stakes.
1: Oh my gosh, her boyfriend her- has gone
4: to Harvard and left it behind. That's yeah. like the beginning like of there's it. There's a whole
0: there's dog a, situation where there's she a court a,
4: trial in it.
0: I, yeah. That's really serious stuff, Zane. I don't think you need to retract that statement. And through all like, of that, publicly, I would like you to take an ad out the I newspaper.
1: Publicly,
0: retract <laughs> that statement.
1: Restate that Legally Blonde <laughs> is a low stakes musical. You need to shush now. I, I mean, when he comes to like La Mis or Miss Saigon, like you're talking about the, career, the Vietnam <laughs> yeah. War. Yeah, Les
0: Mis, Miss Saigon, Legally Blonde, 42nd Street. <laughs> <laughs> you're in town. <laughs> See how I put You're in town in there to try and win you on my side?
1: <laughs> I think You're in town is a pretty high-stakes musical. <laughs> li- <laughs> literally, everyone died. Mm. <laughs>
3: It didn't
2: work out then, did it? That's only if you class death as being a high stake.
1: (laughs) How far would you go to avoid death, Julie? This has got a really deep (laughs) all of a sudden, but I'm going to embrace it.
0: Meh, give or take it. I Um, feel like we just shouldn't have a list of low stakes or high stakes because stakes are different for everyone. Some people like them rare. Some people like them well done. Some people like them blue.
4: I
1: think life and death. Life and death are pretty high stakes.
0: You can die from a broken heart. It happens
4: in the king and I, does it not?
0: It happens in the king and I.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's not a metaphor. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, What other list does it belong on? Uh, Top
4: five musicals with a song in it about a frozen dessert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So
2: specific. Why not just
1: top five ice cream songs?
2: (laughs) Top five set design.
1: Oh yeah! Which specific uh, production?
4: Tr- 2016. 2016?
2: Truly beautiful. Made me mm. cry. The set made me cry, not the music or the yeah, story. I've seen some
0: sets that make me cry,
2: but different,
4: <laughs> different ways.
2: Uh, weep and crying, maybe different.
0: <laughs> there was this one set that I got thrown into. It really hurt my head, and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> that set made me cry.
3: Oh dear. Anyway,
1: um, um, top five reproduced narratives because there has been not only the original play but three movies made with this story Mm. before the musical
3: Mm.
0: um look romeo and juliet and
1: romeo and juliet would be up there also i i guess maybe lame is if you count each different iteration of the same exact story narrative but yeah like this is i i I don't know whether it would make the list but i think it Bears, bears. Uh, notice. Okay. Any other top fives? Mm. Any of the roles top five in their particular niche? So
0: I say that again. Like top five tenor things.
1: Yeah, like or like top five male authority figures.
4: Or- I'd probably definitely put like Amalia as like the top five soprano characters to play. Yeah. Because like I feel like in terms of soprano, as far as sopranos go, in most musicals, the soprano never really gets a good character line in a show. True. She's, and in this she does. What I
2: was thinking before, but I actually more agree with what you've just said was like strong female characters, but she isn't she isn't strong in ways, but her she's got a good character. So yeah, I would put her on top 5 she's soprano layered roles. Layered
0: and interesting and not And not just, just oh my Disney god, presence. I'm so in love with you. <laughs> I'm pretty, therefore I'm in love with you.
2: Yeah, and even her song is a bit unhinged like mm. vanilla ice cream is a little bit unhinged and that's cute and oh, top
0: five most on audition songs. really so good though
1: i don't think i've heard uh, it
2: did you have I to hear it a lot it.
0: for I haven't shrek heard it in a while i haven't heard it in a while because that would have been there my was pick a time for there was a time
3: there'd be my a time pick back for in
1: 2016 and <laughs> everyone rediscovered this show And was like that, that song um, is my audition that would song. be my mm. pick for
2: if i auditioned for fiona would be singing she because of the end of that song is quite high Fiona's got some optional super high notes. She does. She does. She um, does.
0: We had a lot of uh, the life I should have, may have led, should have led the life I did I may have led from that show. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Just cut all that out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, last Miranda, call for not top five. Please. the list. names of
0: things. <laughs> a new podcast.
3: no i'm I'm out i'm good fresh Um,
0: out top five shows that um should be set in new york city should be reset i'm gonna
4: oh sorry i'm gonna say top five shows classic broadway shows that should have done better than what they did
1: robbed i think i think it would be there's a there's a strong argument to be made for that yeah i mean i i off the top of my head i can't pick any other shows that might be on that list we've
0: spoken about a few of them um I can't think of any.
1: I think I think Wild Party oh, yes. definitely suffered for the competition Can between the You just the bring two us good parties, shows, Josh. <gasps> or just underappreciated shows. Mm. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about the lessons that She Loves Me has taught us. What have you learned, Josh, about or from She Loves Me?
4: I've learned if you are going to be sending saucy letters to someone, maybe it helps to put a picture of yourself in that, <laughs> in that envelope. <laughs> Always so, are in you the,
2: saying so, send nudes between the envelopes?
4: You know, if the shoe fits. Uh, uh. <laughs> nah. Identity is important. Well, Saves on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I feel like
2: that's not the idea at the time.
1: I will say that, like, it is... It's very clear at the end of act 1 that this mistaken identity is just like a plot device. Like it's it's just it's not like any it's not a real problem. It's a problem that George has created mm. or continues to create yeah. and then solves to his credit, but still takes a while to do
2: it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I I think I think just just tell people, just tell people like just say like, "Oh hey, we're actually. This is awkward because we kind of don't like each other, but in letters we really like each other. So maybe we should explore that, like adults. Um, no, no, no.
2: That's a very hard conversation to have.
0: Yeah, that's right. And um, if I could just go back to the Tom Hanks Mega classic for a moment, <laughs> you may. Um, I I think that George deliberately doesn't say something because he realizes he needs to. Have a real connection with the real her,
1: right?
2: And he does become a little softer
0: after that as well.
2: Yeah,
1: he sits at the table and mocks Be, her. Yeah, but yes, but when he's back, but uh, in a friendly way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah in okay. a teasing,
0: friendly pull your pigtails <laughs> right
1: away, and it's <laughs> it's like oh, I uh, you know how you're on a blind date. I heard this story about a woman who went out on a blind date and got brutally murdered. And, oh, <laughs>
0: Maybe <laughs> he was nervous. <laughs> People are nervous; they say stupid shit. But um, yeah, it's it's more that like if he had realized and then said something straight away, maybe she would have just been angry and it mm. all would have ended. He needed to create a situation where they could get along and then reveal. Actually, we know each other a lot better than you think. And
1: oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. But like. Mm. Yeah. It seems very, like the whole thing seems a little overly Mm. contrived Mm. for the sake of, like, making drama, I guess.
0: Well, um, dramatic tension is an important part of... (laughs) Any theater, isn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, but you have you have this story, this main part of the story, like plot A, and then you have this story about Codaly who's sleeping with his boss's wife. His boss tries to kill himself out of grief, and this is yeah, plot that's B. Bit, that's a bit much. Plot yeah. B, <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of an overreaction. I'll admit that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so, you know, I, I, I'm just saying, plots don't need to be life changing. <laughs> To be enjoyable, like is very <laughs> enjoyable musical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what did we learn? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no idea.
1: I learned that just tell people what you think and that musicals don't moment. need to be high stakes to be enjoyable. Oh,
0: my God. Here you
1: go again. <laughs>
0: I know.
3: How I bad do you want to steak plumped. right now? <laughs> stop saying that.
1: I'm not a fan of Miss Saigon. And very high stakes. Mm.
2: Mm, stop. I want a
1: stake. Oh. It's too late for steak.
0: It's way too late for steak. Um, I did not learn how to pronounce um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maria's <laughs> name. Ma- <laughs> That's almost every vowel sound.
3: You didn't learn how to pronounce a- Maria, a- but I think
1: we all learned a few Hungarian names. So well done, us.
0: I like Arpad. It's easy to pronounce. Or
1: Maracek? Lashlow, yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't do well on that either. No, he didn't do too great. Do, 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 Any other lessons?
2: Do, do, do,
0: do. Didn't
1: learn anything about going to the library to meet the love of your life.
0: No, I didn't.
1: It's it's well, it's up there with losing a hat in Italy. I guess. Very yeah. it is very quick. It just happened like Maybe that. Maybe I
2: should wear a hat go and library. go to the library. Throw a hat not, around the library. Not a
1: lot of breezes in a library, though.
2: And get a fan.
1: Open a window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if there's no other lessons, we'll take a break. We'll come back with our farewells. <music> Thanks for joining us again, Josh, and being back in the studio when we finally have. A full contingent of hosts. Back Thank you, Zane and company at the table. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to, to grace your presence once again. And
0: we love having you. And I Thank
1: will you. say it won't be too much longer before we have all four hosts. back. <gasps> yeah! oh, KB, KB is back is from coming. London. My Wait, goodness. does
3: that mean I
2: have to move my spot again?
1: Uh, you have
2: been sitting in her spot been, for I took now. KB's spot <laughs> as soon <laughs> as she like left. Quick as a whip. You know what? It's my spot. True. It I see here for two podcasts. Two podcasts. It's my spot it's, now. It's,
1: you've claimed it.
2: I and, marked it. And-
1: Honestly, no one else should use that mic after you have. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> funny because it's true. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: So, Josh, you don't have anything coming up because you're going to be globetrotting as, as well. I so. am. I, I very fortunately get to go to
4: America for a cheeky holiday. Just a cheeky one. And I am I get the, yeah, I'm really excited. It's the first time I've been to the States. my first trip to the Broadway. Are you so gonna going see to see a Broadway? I'm going to the Broadway. How many shows? Um, undecided yet, but I've already got tickets to see the la- one of the last shows of Hello Dolly. Nice. <gasps> um. Does that I'm, mean
2: you're going to see
4: Brent? I'm going to see that. <laughs> I'm actually more excited to see Gavin Creel because I'm in love with him. Just low key. Um. <laughs> and I'm going to go see Mean Girls. Um, With yes. my, with my very good friend Grace.
1: And. Uh, We've had
0: Grace. Yeah, we shot. have had Grace and I. You guys uh, and I. together.
1: Yes, we did. Aww. And yes. does that mean that you're seeing Hello Dolly with Grace, who has seen it seven times already? No, no. I think she had to draw the line and decided not to see
4: it again. Aww. Um. But no, no, she's coming to see Mean Girls with me. And fun fact... I actually booked a little excursion to Boston. While, Boston? Yeah, to Boston. So I was like, you know what? I'm near Boston. I'll just go to Boston. And then most serendipitously, I discovered that the Moulin Rouge is having its tryouts in Boston. That's right. And I was like, what the heck is this? So now I've got tickets to go see Aaron
1: Tveit and the Moulin Rouges. You're
2: going to come back married to Aaron Tveit and Gavin Creel, aren't you? How can you be married to two Polygamy
1: people? isn't legal yet. <laughs> the gay agenda hasn't progressed that far.
2: Oh, my God. That's, oh. <laughs> um, no also, I am going to give you money and you need to get me something like delightfully Red Sox themed.
1: Okay. Okay, thanks. Yeah, sure. Also, Any other requests from the table? <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of money and I need you to bring me back that Midlaw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything. Is that like a uh, dead or alive thing? or? <laughs>
1: No, I'll definitely... I'll discuss it off the
4: podcast. (laughs) 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 No, but... No, but that's my next uh, oh, musical theatre escapade. I'm so jealous that's, I could it's cry. It's going to be so much fun. Actually, yep. I
2: think I am crying a little bit.
0: We look forward to talking to you when you get back.
1: Yeah. About, about, about all the things you see. And, and we look forward room. to
2: talking to Bette Midler about her stint in Hello Dolly because oh, she'll well, be here. She'll be
1: one of the hosts. <laughs> 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 it, it will be Bette Midler in Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. <laughs> and then I'm going to go on
2: a, a, a tangent with her about Otto Titzling and how that should be developed into a full musical.
1: A full. I would watch it. I'll pay for I it. I know you would watch it. Yeah, good. Okay, well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. If you have long-winded opinions, <laughs> which we know that you do, send us an email at at gmail.com. Julie may or may not get back to you, but I will read it anyway. 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 Um. If you want to find out more about the podcast on the network, you can go to that's not counterproductions.com. Kind of and all about the podcasts that are coming out, and the podcasts that are yet to come out. But we have, I think, four or five more releases this year. So that's oh my
2: gosh, that's exciting! Podcasts, I, I've guys. got to get a finger so out before podcasts. we get one of those. Four
1: <laughs> <five>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Julie's starting her own solo podcast. Solo? Oh, she's going, going solo. solos. What
2: happens on a solo podcast,
1: Julie?
2: Um, just you know, <laughs> I chat instead of. With other people. I, I just talk at a microphone. About what? Conspiracy, Conspiracy. theories.
0: Oh. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to do that with other people because then you'd be conspiring <laughs> with them.
1: <laughs> anyway, if you want to become one of the best people in the world or as we like to call them.
2: well. But- be Beepop. pops
1: be oh. pops you can go to patreon.com forward/ slash musicals tell me everything oh. I know and for as little as one American dollar a month you guaranteed get at least one extra episode a month from us and Woo. they are some very funny episodes. I have listened to them all and I enjoy them all. <laughs> so do you like
2: this face? this is you can't see this face, ladies and gentlemen, but this face is that do we have that many episodes for one a month?
3: Yeah, yeah that's Have we recorded
2: that many? Yeah. I think oh, we've still we still got are like four best. in the bank.
1: Yeah, we did yeah. a whole bunch Monday. Anyway, go there, listen to that. And if you're listening to us on the web, the internet, the internet, I would really appreciate it if you open up a podcast app on a phone or a device, be it Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play. And subscribe to us there, because then you can give us a rating and a review, and that Ooh. gets those cars, those, those podcast apps, to push us out there. Gets more people listening in and talking to us on social media. And we, yeah, let us know what musicals you want you want us to do, and whether or not Zane should slip back into the producer role and let the girls take over. Maybe, maybe that's something you want. No, no, Noel, no. I'll no too you're
0: much. the voice of reason on this desk. <laughs> I, I just. If you weren't here. Someone needs
1: to be dad, and I (laughs) guess it's Zane. All right, well, thank you for joining us again, Josh. Thank you for having me. have fun in America. Thank you. And thank you, Julie Eisentrager. Thank
2: you, Zane C. Weber.
1: Thank you, Miranda Selwood. Thank
2: you. It's nice to be back.
1: And thank you, audience, for listening in, and we'll catch you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.